there, movie fans and writing fans and just fans of the podcast now. We may have people who are just simply fans of us at this point because this is the fourth episode of Chris and Matt Write a Blockbuster, an experiment in screenwriting and in podcasting that will perhaps change both mediums forever. It's almost certain to. Uh, uh, jumping off of what you just said, I'm Matt. Yes, and I am Chris. We are the titular Chris and Matt. We are. Uh, there is no, there is no Buster. No. Yet. Yeah. But soon the blocks will be busted because busted makes a block feel good. Yes, when you've got that mad money, and I'm not talking about that uh, Jim Cramer. Although if Jim Cramer wants to like be a producer on this film, I wouldn't say no to him. He will get Mm-mm. no creative control. But he could definitely have his name in the credits, which is obviously like a cool thing. Who doesn't want to have their name in the movie credits? That's why everybody like you know. That's why you start like a catering company because you hope someday it'll say, you know, Catwoman catered by whatever company catered Catwoman. Yep, whatever <laughs> catering company catered Catwoman. Do you think on the set of Catwoman, the catering company was like, oh, what a waste of roast beef? Yes. Because what a waste of hummus! Yeah, because of course people hummus it's filling, but it's good for you. That's why Hollywood types presumably love it. They just eat it out of their hands. They scoop up hummus with their hands, and they start like just like eating it out of their hands. They like licking their fingers. That's how Hollywood works. Yeah, so, Hollywood works based off of people just eating hummus with their hands, and somehow. Movies are made. Someday you and I, we're going to be in some executive's fancy suite. Um, like It will uh, be sweet. <laughs> it'll be like a hotel suite because that's, I'm pretty sure it's where Hollywood things happen. If I've, heard, if I've learned anything from recent Hollywood news, it's that lots of Hollywood things happen in suites. Specifically you, things involving hummus. Yeah, you and me and hands full of hummus. I'm going to be double fisting hummus. Just two big old globs of hummus in my hands as some big Hollywood executives writing us a giant, like, seven or eight figure check. Well, I imagine at that point I'll be on some sort of raw diet, so I'll hope that they just give me the chickpeas that I can uh, just mash in my hands. And I'll be on a raw diet of just watching Monday Night Raw. <laughs> Yep, that that will be your sustenance. I'll say, Chris, you look emaciated, and to that you'll say, I'm full on wrestling goodness. (laughs) I'm eating up all that. Um, Seth Rollins, that's a wrestler. I think he's on Raw. Speaking of Seth, yeah, we're going to talk about a different Seth. Yeah, Seth Christ. Yeah, and his ballistic reckoning. Because for people who aren't familiar at this point, every podcast episode is probably somebody's first. You and I, which is to say Matt and me, which is to say Chris and Matt, are writing... Which is to say you and I. Yes, we're writing a blockbuster movie. Uh, it's not a movie about blockbuster, uh, the uh, failed, or not, well, failed is a strong word because it was around for a long time, but it's, it's like sort of like a defunct um, movie chain. This is not the story of that. This is not like the founder... This, nor is this the story of Palmer Video. Nope. Or is it the story of Redbox? Mm -mm. This is the story of Seth Christ. Yes, we're we're, we're writing a uh, blockbuster movie. We're chronicling the experience for future generations and current generations, I suppose, to sort of like give people an insight into our process because someday Seth Christ's Ballistic Reckoning is going to be the first movie 
in a huge movie series like 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 Die Hard or um, Men in Black, and like you know we want and the rest. Yeah, and we want this sort of like the experience of us writing Chronicled. I mean, this is our first movie we're writing ever, and we have so far written exactly one scene basically. Like we mm-hmm. wrote the cold open of the film in the previous episode of this podcast. If you haven't seen that one, uh, you can go back and listen to it uh, anytime up yeah. until when the movie is released because at that point, uh, all the episodes will likely be taken down due to uh, copyright infringement. Oh, uh, yes, on ourselves. Yeah, well, we won't own the copyright. You realize that, right? When we sell this movie, the studio will own it. Mm, well, we're not, well, we'll see how powerful we are. We'll yeah. see how much hummus we can shove into our <laughs> down our gullets. Yeah, that's... Our fat, stinking gullets. We'll say, hey, can we... Keep our podcast up to say, if you can eat this entire container of hummus in ten seconds, yes. So I should really yeah. be practicing my hummus eating. There's they're they're quite sadistic in Hollywood. <laughs> There's, nothing's really done on merit. It's basically a, a series of tests as to how much hummus you can eat at X amount of time. Yeah. But I mean that's I mean look, if you're really good at it, you become you know Jennifer Lawrence. That woman. And if you're really bad at it. You become somebody nobody remembers. Yeah, that's why you can't come up. The person who uh, starred in I Am Number Four, I don't know who that was. Oh, uh, oh man, damn it. Uh, I gotta look it up now. <laughs> yeah. That dude probably could not eat hummus officially enough. He could either not eat it enough in terms Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Alex Pettifer. <laughs> oh, yes. Alex Pettifer. I don't know you. You may be a nice gentleman. You may have a, end up having a small role in this movie, but you can't eat hummus with the speed or um, quantity that makes you a Hollywood big shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, stick. Why don't you stick to a a different spread? Stick to the Baba Ganoush pedifer. Yeah, or the Baba Duke. Or, or the yeah. Our, Hopefully, it doesn't kill you. Yeah. Hey, that's homophobic because Baba Duke's a gay icon now. <laughs> I don't understand why uh, the Beast of the Monster, right? Uh, I guess, but I mean, now that he's like a gay icon, I mean, he may technically still be a monster who came to maybe kill that that woman and her kid. But he's a gay icon now. You can't speak ill of him, just like you can't. Speak I did speak ill of him. That's what he does. Yeah, but still, it's a negative portrayal. Don't murder shame him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, my apologies to the Babadook and the Bedifers. But here we are now. Entertain us, and that's what we're gonna do to you. By um, and also, <laughs> we're gonna do that to you. We're also gonna educate you on how this movie's going because we're gonna be writing the scene that comes after the opening credits, which is basically like the movie. Like, basically, we have the cold open where we're introduced to Seth Christ, who, as we envision the movie, like if you're picturing this in your head. <laughs> yeah, so after after Seth Christ uh, uh, barges in on a group of Vietnamese drug dealers yeah. uh, who were keeping some some guns warm for some gun runners, uh, Seth Christ shot a bunch of men in the penis with a with a silencer and that like, shoots chased, silencers. And then he chased a guy down into like a parade and killed him. I think too. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a real Babadook or. Uh, the pre-gay icon version of the Babadook who uh, murdered people. Yeah. And uh, the, uh, 
Now uh, we're getting into it because uh, yeah. as far as the movie is concerned, you could remove that whole chunk oh, and yeah. you'd be pretty much fine. It's mostly just for, you know, tone setting. Yeah. Uh, I suppose what they, what they call setting the table. You know what I mean? You, yeah. you set the table before you eat. And that was a little bit of table dressing. That's just lighting the candles. A little Enus bouche. Yeah, you meet uh, Seth Christ, your hero. Yeah. And but like everybody else in that scene, like you're not gonna see them anymore because well they're, they're dead. They're unless, dead. Unless the next scene is at their funeral <laughs> and there's a, <laughs> it's at their wake, so you can see their dead body yeah. with their bloody genitals. And then, because I mean, like you know, a good mortician they can do wonders with a face, but they don't have <laughs> no, much they, practice. Yeah, yeah, there's a there's 100 uh, a deleted scene from the screenplay which I just wrote uh, of a mortician saying the face looks good, and then he looks at the penis and he goes, "Oh, maroon." Yeah, they don't have the skills to pay the bills there. They're not, they're used to like fixing faces with makeup and stuff, but you yeah. know. You get a bunch of you know get a bunch of criminals who've been shot in the penis. It's uh it's not a pretty picture. Nope. But so we know. But like I was saying, when you're picturing Seth Christ, picture Zac Efron because that's who we're envisioning like with our script. Picture picture Zac Efron shooting a Vietnamese man in the penis, and you've got this movie so far. But now here we are, opening credits, fade to black, and then fade back up, and we're gonna probably be. In like the headquarters of where Seth Christ is working, he Seth Christ. He's like you're like oh, it's the CIA, it's the FBI. Nope. No, he works for the LAPD. Yeah, he's that. He's not. He's not quite that. He's a. He's an LAPD cop. Yep, he's a rookie. It's his first year. <laughs> but he's super good at what he's doing, and he's oh for, yeah, he's, first at the academy. He's for well, we'll find out. Like we're gonna find out eventually that he's secretly undercover CIA as a rookie at the LAPD because they want him to infiltrate <laughs> the LAPD. To, no, to they, 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 they they're worried that just in case he makes a mistake, he wants the excuse there for him. Yeah, <laughs> he's a rookie cop. It's yeah. also it makes him like you know it gets him in good with like the local sort of like environs like he's like you know he doesn't he's not threatening people he's just like a rookie cop like he goes to get donuts for the other cops but when he's doing that he can case out the donut shop because they're worried that the donut shop is a front for a mysterious evil organization known only as um, the WNBA, which is not the WNBA you're thinking of. It's not the Women's National Basketball Association. It's a completely different group. They just have, mm-hmm. they have the same initials. It's, yep, it's, it stands for the Winners Never <laughs> Beat Agency. Yep, that's, or so they assume, <laughs> because they're sort of trying to figure it out as they go along. They've got several different acronyms they're trying also, another option is the white nationalists um, baking anarchy. Uh, wait, is Seth Grace a white nationalist? This is no. This is this is the evil organization. Oh, my bad. To, to, I kind of, I kind of, yeah. uh, I in my in my struggle okay. to uh, think of a good acronym. He's got. He joined the LAPD. For one, so he has the excuse of being a rookie in case he screws up, and for two, okay. 
So, so he, that, he really works for the WNBA. No, the WNBA is he, he works for the CIA. He's, okay. he's undercover with the LAPD, trying to infiltrate the WNBA. So wait, is he a white nationalist? Because I don't think he should be. No, the bad guys are maybe. They're not sure. They don't know what WNBA stands yeah, they for. Haven't, they haven't. They haven't picked an ethos yet. They know the WNBA is an evil organization run by a mysterious man named Rip Torn, who in our movie is played by Joel Murray. He's the big bad, but they don't know much about their organization at this point. It's very early on. This is what the movie's going to figure out. Okay. As you know, they're going to try and find Rip Torn, find what his organization's all about, find what the organization is up to. They're going to find people for bringing library cards yep. to the, the wrong library. <laughs> Just, they're gonna say they're gonna say the Los Angeles Public Library. This is for the San Diego Public Library. Pay us five dollars. Yeah, it's fine. It's like I mean, because Seth Christ, he's like he's really working because his as like you know he's in the LAPD and he's like talking to all the LAPD people and then he goes, hey guys, I'm gonna go get coffee. Coffee's on me. I just you know everybody's like way to go, Rook. Way to kill all those Vietnamese criminals. <laughs> And he's like, I'll tell you what, I'll go get coffee. But they'll be like, but you still have to go get everybody's coffee ready. Sure, it's no problem. I'll go get the coffee run. But the thing is, he goes to the coffee place, and he, you, you think it's just like a Tim Hortons, and everybody's and like, the people at home are like, wait a second, Tim Hortons in L.A.? That's only in Canada and also in, like, Detroit. Because it's not really a Tim Hortons. It's a front for the CIA offices where he goes to meet his... <laughs> Sort of mentor, Ducky Darns, played by Stanley Tucci. Yep. So uh, it's in it's in a fully working Tim Hortons mm-hmm. though, the but only, they're just the they're just assuming no one no one's gonna go into it because most people are like Tim Hortons. What do you think they sell? And everyone in Los Angeles has never been to Canada, so they assume I don't know t- tires. They probably yeah. sell like tires. And they're gonna go get Goodyear tires. So they're gonna get tires. <laughs> yeah, this is in Canada. They're not going to Canadian Tire. No. They're not going to Bell Tire, which is like, um, I think it's sort of like maybe Michigan or regional, possibly. I would see a lot of ads for it while watching hockey games back in the day, that's for sure. Anywho, but so there's plenty of area and space for this conversation. So this is like a nice sort of classic expository scene Mm -hmm. where Seth Christ... Oh, sorry. I was going to say, it's where Seth Christ... I'm I'm sorry. It's okay. I accept your apology. Okay, good. Seth Christ and Ducky Darns are talking to sort of like sort of lay things out so mm-hmm. we can figure this sort of stuff out because you and I are saying this right now about all this stuff, but none of this is known yet by the audience. All right. of us they listen to this podcast first. That sort of information we're talking about about the WNBA, about the CIA, about the LAPD stuff. All that stuff has to come out in this scene so that the audience at the movie theater. Yeah, this is, should really wrap up. So, yeah. so Tucci, uh, as uh, as Ducky Darns, is looking at a Manila envelope filled with documents when uh, yes. when uh, Seth Chris walks in. The doc document the REM album. No, Although, he's not looking at the light. But he 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 when when uh when Seth walks in, he goes, "Christ, get over here!" And um, Seth Christ walks over, and they're talking, and he's like, "Look, I got to get through this fast. I got some liner notes to read later yeah. for REM's document." And they say, "No problemo." Yeah. Capitan. So he says, he says, he says, "God damn it, Christ! Can you believe it? We gotta find this WNBA motherfuckers." 
And Seth Christ goes, the WNBA? You mean like the New York Liberty? And he says, no, the bad WNBA. The WNBA that might be filled with white nationalists. You'd know that if you didn't kill our prime suspect by shooting him in the penis with a small silencer. And then Seth Christ says, well, if they're white nationalists, do you think they'd be working with Vietnamese criminals? And then then Ducky Down is like, well, we don't know yet. It's a lot up in the air, this, this organization. They're like Spectre from James Bond, but even more mysterious. And we're only beginning to scratch the surface of who this band, of this, who this uh, group is. We need a lot more information. You're going to have to push a lot harder. You're going to have to like, try and like, really skulk about. You may even have to try and infiltrate them. You have a lot of work to have to do. You're killing a lot. You've, you, know, you really shook things up for them. I've heard it through the grapevine that, that Rip Torn, their leader, is upset because you bought, you busted up their whole gun running thing. But that's only one little, like, they're like an octopus. They're like Hydra from the Avengers movies. It's just like one little tentacle. Uh, and uh, Ducky Darns has a thing where he keeps referencing other modern action movies, well, such as Spectre and Avengers, just so that Seth Christ understands what yeah. he's talking about. What? Because Seth, even though he's in the CIA... Doesn't know anything. He's very stupid. <laughs> but he's like a blunt weapon. He's like, he's very yeah. good at fighting, and he's very tough and like rough and tumble, and he's fearless. So even though he's not the smartest tool in the shed or the sharpest tool in the shed, they still he's definitely the sharpest. Yeah, they still physically, not yes. not not mentally or emotionally. Yeah, no, he's very sharp. He's got a very jagged, like you know, like. Because like Zach Efron, he's all shredded. He's gonna be ripped to shit in this movie. Like he's gonna be more mm. ripped than ever. Like you're gonna be able yeah. to like. You've heard of a six pack. I hope you're ready for a twelve pack. And I, then you, when you've heard of a twelve pack, get ready for a twenty four pack. I have heard of a twenty four pack because I'm an alcoholic, and I just I'll dump down an entire twenty four pack in one evening. <laughs> So uh, after all the exposition that was so rapturous, um, Seth says, all right, all right, next time I'll try not to kill him. Anyway, how's your wife? And uh, Ducky Darn says, when I retire in in a month, me and her are going to go on a sailing journey around the Mediterranean, and we're going to eat all the hummus we can fit in our hands. (laughs) And And Seth goes, huh, very Hollywood of you. Yeah. And and then, like, so it's like, uh, it's a then, and then um, Ducky Darns gives a little bit more information. He's like, "I've heard, yeah. I, I heard you, for, for for screenwriters out there that are like interested in screenwriting. You want to pepper in information with normal conversations people have. So you want to go from one conversation to a totally different conversation and then back to the original conversation. Yeah. Just a quick more bit of intel that like it's like maybe he was like he gets like." He gets, like, a phone call from maybe, or, like, a video call from, like, an agent who's, like, dying. Hey, hey you're, ri- you're writing it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> can they, be whatever no, you want. Yeah. So they get, like, a FaceTime from this other agent named, like, um, I don't know. Dave, and it's one of those, it's one of those mid, it's one of those mid-combat FaceTimes that they have in movies sometimes where people are, like, like, like talking like into Mas a phone. Like Mas in Last Jedi. Exactly, like Mas in Last Jedi. And, like, the dude's, like, he's, like... Uh, he's like he's been shot and he's dying. But he's gotta get the information out, like, cause like you know he was like he's like he's like they're he's like the WBA. They're working on something big. They're, they're working on getting some sort of doomsday device. If they, uh, you know, it, it could like des- it could destroy the entire city of Los Angeles just for starters, and then they can go from there. And then like he bleeds out and dies, and then like Ducky Jones is like, uh, doomsday device. It could be the end of the world as we know it. 
and I won't feel fine. Because, of course, that's a song off the album Document, which is why he references it. And then he says to, he says to Seth Christ, Seth, you're going to go to this restaurant. And he writes down an address. He's like, go there, wait for your contact. She's a woman who works for, oh, I don't know, Mossad? Or something? Like some other organization. It'll be like an international thing because, well, no. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Yeah, she's a Mountie. Yeah, and it's like, because like we, because we know WNBA, they've they've infiltrated into Canada, and so like you were gonna be working together on this thing. You're gonna have to work with her. We don't know anything about her. She's keeping her identity very secret. You're mm-hmm. gonna wear a white carnation in your lapel. She's gonna wear um a uh like a leather sort of like um choker necklace. And so that's how you'll know who each other is. And then you'll sit at the table, you'll have a nice candlelit conversation, you'll have a nice dinner, and you'll... This is, <laughs> this is another tip for screenwriters out there. Uh, you always want to describe the, co- the, the scene that's coming up in conversation before you see the scene. You always want to yeah. tell, don't show. Every scene should be Chekhov's gun. Every scene should introduce the gun. And yeah. the next scene so right be- now we're, we're talking about Chekhov's meeting at a Taco Bell in a white carnation and a choker. Oh, it'll be like a nice restaurant Taco Bell. He's like, you got it. He's got to know his assignment. What, they have those nice Taco Bells in Los Angeles. Where they serve alcohol. Yeah. Taco so, Bell and you know, and, and if I know one thing about Seth Christ, he likes to get down with a little alcohol. Yeah. He's very suave, like James Bond, shaken and mm-hmm. not stirred. So, yep. then... He likes his Coors Light shaken and not stirred. Then the, the next scene, we go, we cut to a Taco Bell cantina. Seth Christ, who's wearing a... Yeah, tuxedo <laughs> with a white carnation. He's, he's got himself a nice Tecate, and he's, he's chowing down on a Chalupa. And then who walks in? There's a woman she sashays in, wearing a satin... No, not satin... But like a red, like uh, cocktail dress and a leather choker, and who is it? It's Zendaya, who's playing a character whose name may be Trixie Bimbo. We <laughs> nope. have <laughs> Her name from now on is going to be Trixie. Dash. <laughs> no, that's bad. <laughs> okay, so that's, that's when we get the wrong direction. You're saying. Yes, let's, uh, I would love for this movie to not uh, just veer almost immediately into misogyny the way that the name Trixie Bimbo almost calls for, <laughs> almost demands that we, we go even farther with it uh, based on, I don't know, the rules of action movies. But let's rein it back a little bit. All right, let's rein in blood, Slayer style. Yeah, yeah so her name is Dash Slayer. Okay, Dash, how about Dash... At is dash because I mean, or dash at, <laughs> dash at, or Dasha, Dasha, Dasha Slayer. Yeah, her name's Dasha Slayer. We, right. got, we got through. We got through that. <laughs> New name for Zendaya's character, Dasha Slayer. And then okay, so so Dasha Slayer, and the Joker says I... Dasha on it, and that makes it a real the real deal. Yeah. That like uh, so they they make eye contact and instantaneously there's a spark. You feel a spark between them because it's Zach it's Zach Efron and Zendaya. You know like they're gonna obviously have a spark. But they start like you know eye fucking the shit out of each other. 
<laughs> and it's like it's like and then like some song will play and it'll be like slow motion as like she walks towards him and like like chalupa will fall out of his mouth because he's like he's swap but not too swap because like he's like yeah. completely he's completely you know then in then in slow motion he he's looking at her with his jaw agape and he takes another big old bite of that yeah. thing. He wishes there was that old bacon ranch club chalupa they used to have back mm. in the day, but they discontinued that menu item. Yeah, he even says that at the beginning of the scene. He goes, God, I just missed the bacon ranch chalupa. Yeah. Oh, that. Yes. But so then Zendaya sits down and then they, they'll say some words that are like code words, like, you know, like uh, giraffes uh, have long necks. And then, like, the other one will say, yes, but. Uh, hippopotamuses, um, don't. <laughs> and, and then they'll know they're in the right place, the right person. And then they'll mm-hmm. start, like, a conversation about, like, um, stuff. And they'll exchange information about the information they both have. And then, like, uh, and then, like, Zendaya's character, uh, Dasha Slater will be really gung-ho. And they'll be like, the WNBA killed my partner. There's this guy who's, like, the second in command. He's a real, like, sort of, like, um... Because, like, you know, like, Rip Torn has to have, like, a, like a second-in-command who's, like, a real sort of, like, like who's, like, the muscle, like, who's, like, the killer of the organization, like, the number one killer in the organization. And this is what he'll be sort of introduced, like, through, like, a dossier. And maybe we'll mm-hmm. even, like, cut to a scene of him, like, doing his thing. And he'll need a name. Let's see, what's a good name? How about, um... Jonah... Bimbo. <laughs> or, um, uh, Slugger about- McGillicuddy. <laughs> what was the last one? <laughs> Alright. Uh, so, this and, scene ends with them talking, and so too does this episode. Yeah. Well, first, there's gonna be a cutscene to Slugger McGillicuddy, whatever his name is, like, Showing, showing him like this. Yeah, he's just he's just flexing and picking up trash cans and throwing them at people. Yeah, he's got like a, a big like um, mohawk. He's super ripped and super buff. He basically just looks like Bebop from the Teenage Mutant <laughs> Ninja Turtles, but before he turned into a hog. Yeah, and he'll be played by like a like a professional wrestler type. Well, there's that professional wrestler Sheamus. I've seen him on uh, Conan O'Brien. He has a red mohawk. So, he's basically perfect for the role. So, we'll cast Seamus in that role, basically. He'll play um, uh, whatever this guy's name Oh, that's perfect. Slugger McGillicuddy's perfect because Seamus is like an Irish guy. And McGillicuddy's an Irish name. And we'll see him like throwing trash cans and being like real tough and whatever. And then, like, uh, Zendaya will be like, whatever we do, we have to take him down because he killed my partner and I want revenge. And then she says, I have to go. And then, boom, she disappears. And mm-hmm. it's like, sparks are flying, and that is where that scene will end, and that's where this episode will end, uh, with that bit of, with a pretty exposition-heavy couple of scenes, but characters that got introduced, we did get to see a bad guy throw trash cans around, so stuff's happening. It's all sure very is. intriguing. People are going to be intrigued after this book. Oh, now I know what's going on. I'm very intrigued by this. <laughs> yep. I think that it's uh it's it's strong. We got a big action scene. We were introducing some characters. We got we got a little romance in there, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and a little bromance between Ducky and, and Seth. But don't get too attached. Yes, spoiler alert. 
All right, well, there's two things you can do if you want to get in contact with us. We have an email address. It's chrismattblockbuster at gmail.com to give your um, compliments to us. Uh, and uh, also, Twitter. Uh, I believe it's C and M right of B. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't follow this yeah. account. And also, I mean, by the time you're hearing this, we'll be on, like, you know, Apple Podcasts or whatever, obviously, and you can rate the show, subscribe, leave comments. I haven't said that before because we're recording these ahead of time. Uh, so by the time you hear this, you know, you'll be able to do that. We will be soon. dead. <laughs> uh, you'll, you'll be dead in seven days. This podcast is like the ring. You listen to it, and then you die seven days later, which will be bad for our repeat listenership. Although... I suppose the episode that you subscribe will just keep downloading new episodes to your, like you know, like your iPad or your iPhone or whatever. So we're we're good to go. Even if you don't listen to them, we'll still get the downloads. So go ahead and die on us. We don't give a shit. <laughs> All right, that's a great way, great place yeah. to leave. Uh, uh, I've been Matt Shimkowitz. I've been Chris Morgan. This is Chris and Matt write a blockbuster, and we'll be back next time to continue the exciting story of Seth Christ. Ballistic Reckoning.